0: I'm Esther Medina, and this is Una Conversacion. Have you ever heard that saying, dreams don't work unless you do? That's exactly what this story reminds me of. Today I'm sitting down with owner of Wavy Ceviches, Luis Seclin. This spot is a gem located in Mississauga. I want you to know the story of how Wavy Ceviches came to be and the delicious food they offer here. So sit back and throw on your life jackets. It's going to be a wavy ride. Luis, (laughs) Luis, <laughs> thank you so much for having me at Wavy Ceviches. This food, it's gonna be very hard for me to get through this interview without eating it all. We're gonna try this later, guys. Thank you for having me here.
1: Thank you for coming.
0: You've created such a vibe. You have your own Latin corner here in Mississauga. I know something like this doesn't happen overnight. I've, I've seen the TikToks, I've seen the Instagram posts, I've seen the befores and the afters. I wanna hear more about that before stage. What are the origins of Wavy Ceviches?
1: Well, thank you for coming, first of all. Um, I really appreciate you coming by. I immigrated here to Canada in 97 with my parents. Didn't go back to Peru until 2009, where my passion for food originated. Mm-hmm. Um, went back, saw all the amazing food, and I was like, no, there's no way, I have to bring it back to Canada. From when I was little, my friends, I love hosting my friends, family, and everybody in between. Just that first impression of having that first bite of somebody trying my food and just being like man you need to you need to do something with it um it's always been my passion came back to canada like i said and i wanted to do something with it but um always been in the in a different industry i was a logistics manager for quite some time and due to the pandemic i had i was let go of my job and i said you know what this is the only time where i'm able to focus on this 100 percent and here we are today
0: so you were forced into following your true passion. Not a lot of people get that opportunity, but also I'm sure at the time, it maybe wasn't a positive thing. You had just lost your job. Did you jump right into this?
1: So it's it's actually something that I started prior to even letting go of my job. Um, I started it off as just a weekend thing, catering to friends. The ball started rolling. People were coming from Ajax, Pickering, and so on and so forth, and I was like, oh, I guess it must be really good. It's not just my friends and family telling me it's good. So I started doing it on the weekends. And afterwards I moved over to Milton. I used to live in Mississauga. I was still uh, over at my logistics manager uh, job. And then when that happened, I said, you know what? I'm gonna take a little break from Milton. Nobody's gonna follow me from Mississauga. And I started getting the phone calls, messages. Hey, are you still doing the catering? And I said, no, I'm taking a little break right now. Pursued it a little more just because I kept getting the messages. I said I was gonna get it started next week or whatnot. When that happened, more people kept coming and I said you know what there's actually something behind it started looking into possibly opening up a food truck and I said I can't leave my other job food truck there might be a possibility of the break during the winter what am I gonna do during the winter now I have a second child I can't do this I have to think about it very thoroughly pandemic hit and that's when I was let go of my job and I said you know what it's a sign from God let's run with it and now we're here
0: I'm happy you didn't give up who inspired you to to cook and to experiment with cooking were you taught did you self-teach
1: so i can't really say i was taught to cook i i could say that i was self-taught but always following and watching my mother's my mother steps in the kitchen always catering to everybody making amazing food now my father actually cooks himself he didn't know how to even (laughs) boil water but now he's in the kitchen constantly so it's, it's definitely something that I picked up from my parents.
0: Is it all family working together in the restaurant?
1: I do have some family members that work in here. My sister, um, she's helped me out along, along the way. Then I have uh, certain individuals that I've known for quite some time. Some of my cooks that work here with me, hand in hand. My right hand, my left hand, my right <laughs> foot, left foot. Um, known for quite some time, so it's, you can't say it is a family, uh, family affair in here.
0: I bet you that makes it a lot more fun.
1: A hundred percent.
0: The easy part is having the idea. The hard part is getting it out of your brain and actually bringing it to life. What was that moment that you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it. We're actually gonna take this from at home catering to a brick and mortar restaurant.
1: It was, it was something that constantly kept picking up. I started doing it on the weekends. I started actually doing it only on Saturdays. And then, um, it started slowly getting messages saying, hey, you know what, are you going to do it on Sunday? And I said, no, I need a k- kind of a break. Once that happened, you know, I started seeing, okay, let's start doing it on the Sunday. And then people would start messaging, hey, would you be able to do uh, meal planning for me? I said, meal no, planning. that's during the week. I can't do that. Um, unfortunately, hey, you should look into it. And then, you know, you start getting all these messages, compliments and everything like that. Never really visualize seeing people eat my food it was just text messages pictures of empty plates it was amazing and stuff like that so i didn't really follow through with that at the time just because again i had a job where i had a you know standard pay um, everything was set to take that jump was mostly the push from the pandemic
0: there was so much uncertainty at that time and i really try hard not to think about those days but you're reminding me of how much in a world where everything was locked down, food was like one of those things that remained open. Did you find that like it was your distraction as well during what was a very difficult time for a lot of people?
1: For sure, for sure. Um, it actually put a halt on, on everything for me. Uh, just because, you know, the whole pandemic, things being touched by others, it was just a little bit scary. So I had to put a halt on it uh, just because things weren't really clear as to... Mm. Am I going to have the traffic on the weekends or whatnot? I was still working, going into Brampton to my work. Um, So I I didn't really have any like it it wasn't something that I needed to do, but it definitely did put a halt on things.
0: Were you like nervous that that was going to like mess up your trajectory?
1: It it, it definitely was. It definitely was. It was something that I like to me, me personally. I didn't think um, it was going to like it affected me directly but I knew it would affect the business if I were to take the route of, okay, let's do the food truck or let's focus on this, right? I continued on with it and played my part.
0: So you play your part, you plan for it, you open up, you have this beautiful business now. Entrepreneurship can be lonely. You're working all the time, you're hustling for your money, you're literally keeping the roof over your head on your own. It's not like a corporation paying you to do this. That being said, people see your success they see the good but they may not necessarily see the bad or the hard times what was something that took you by surprise that you thought i don't want to do this anymore did you ever have a moment like that
1: um i i didn't have quite the moment where i said you know what i don't want to do this because like i said it's food was a passion for me so it's you know when you're into something and it's a passion you don't necessarily find it as a job or as, a, as work but definitely sacrificed a lot of time being away from my family at the beginning mm. uh, not being able to be there with my kids uh, sporting events um, birthday parties and stuff like that it, it was quite quite hard at the beginning it's something that you wrap yourself around and you know you got to focus on it hundred percent and say you know what eventually I'll be able to move away from this a little bit slower and then focus on my family so that's That's where I'm at right now. Got lots of customers coming in, very happy, and it's helped me out with surrounding myself with the right individuals in in my workplace, Uh, staff members, family that have helped me grow the business, um, where I'm able to now step aside a little bit and focus on my family as well.
0: I feel like a lot of people don't take something on, like a business, because of all the what-ifs and the fears of owning and opening a business. What would you say to someone that is scared to pursue their dreams for those same reasons? The what ifs, the I can't, or what if it doesn't work? What would you say to someone like that?
1: Don't give up, don't give up. Believe in what you have, keep going and never give up. There's always gonna be hiccups and speed bumps down the road and trust me, there's been plenty of hiccups that I've experienced opening up the shop. But one thing I know is that I never gave up and just continued with my dream, right?
0: As a parent, are you more of the kind of parent that you're like, I don't care what you want to do, I will support you but you don't have to do like are they going to run the business after
1: <laughs> well my kids are very young i have a nine and a four year old I haven't got to that that point in life where <laughs> i said you know what you're taking over the business or anything like that i'm still young so it's definitely something that you know would make me happy if they were to continue the legacy but you, you know it's it's definitely different being a parent and running a business than yeah. i'm sure it would be if if i were to be single no kids um I guess I put a little bit more emphasis in trying to make sure that the business succeeds mm-hmm. um, than I would if I was single and just say, "Okay, this is an opportunity," or "Let's see what happens." Now it's more or less, I have to make this happen, I have to put a roof mm-hmm. over my kids' heads, and you know, make make everything for my family. Right?
0: Would you say that having a partner and a family makes it challenge more challenging to have a business, or would you say that it's actually helped you? be even better than you could have
1: imagined it's definitely helped me i definitely can't uh wouldn't be here without uh the help of my partner for sure but it does definitely have some pros and cons mm-hmm. um, not being able to spend time with my my kids my wife um, and be focused 100 percent on the business definitely you know kind of it starts a little you need to be home a little bit more and and focus a little bit more on the kids and whatnot. And and I do my my best part in it, but it does have its ups and downs, right? You need to have the right individual by your side to help you out, push you through those those down moments where, you know, you wanna give up, um, where you think you're having certain doubts and you need that reassurance from somebody. So for sure, it it definitely helped me out.
0: I love that you're keeping it real and being honest about that um, because I, again, like, being with someone and wanting to build a family there are sacrifices to be made and you're you're you have gone through that i'm sure you'll continue going through more sacrifices to succeed in your business and with your family that's now where do you see wavy ceviches in five years
1: in five years. is that
0: too daunting of a question to ask
1: no 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 absolutely i mean um the whole idea with wavy once i figured you know what we're got the ball rolling, getting a location. This location was bare with nothing inside, Um, so from the floors, walls, uh, everything in between, uh, put together with friends, uh, contractors, and everything in between. My idea was this would be the main storefront, and then eventually open up multiple locations around the GTA not necessarily just the gta eventually branch off alberta vancouver like worldwide every, worldwide <laughs> miami let's go it's it's my vision um eventually branch off of wavy ceviches and open some type of fine dining restaurant to give it that little you know peruvian mixture into the in, into the mix right it's definitely something that's coming i don't want to say too much but stay tuned stay tuned
0: <laughs> i love that and you can't reveal all your secrets you you have to keep it mysterious That's for it. sure Luis you know what i love so much about what you've done with the place is the the brand recognition that you've built outside and i say that because i first saw and heard about you guys on tiktok it was your tiktok where you you guys had just got in the place you tore it down and I I just love the power of social media when we take advantage of what it can do. Um, I've also noticed that you've used that as opportunities to, to, to bring people in, to meet people, bring artists, uh, bring people who may not have tried Peruvian food before and just get the word out there. That being said, who would be your dream guest? It can be anyone, celebrity,
1: are you gonna hook it up and bring them
0: Uh, (laughs) i would love to let's make that happen but no who would be your dream celebrity to host at wavy ceviche
1: at wavy ceviches you know i'm a big uh i'm a big fan of uh drake um that would be amazing i mean not necessarily just for having him here me being you know him being my idol in, in in the music industry um but just because i know he has so much power in um, you know getting the word out there for thir- for everything in between right so for him to come here a Single post of him trying the food or not even try and not even having a post But just him trying the food and him liking it. I think would go a long way. So definitely Drake
0: Drake, this is your formal invite the boy the boy We'll come make down. sure to put the address <laughs> so you can come on by please and thank you <laughs> also, I'm sorry, but we cannot forget this delicious food Can you please tell me what we have here? For
1: sure, for sure. So right here we have some tequeños. Um, They're stuffed uh, cheese sticks, if you call it. Uh, Traditionally Peruvian with some huancaina sauce, which is a Peruvian uh, yellow pepper sauce, creamy sauce. Delicious. And then you have over here some sushi rolls, maki rolls, which we, offer here every other thursday that's
0: so cool these
1: ones here are maracuya, which is passion fruit delicious my favorite wow. and then here you have a cevichalo, which is um, ceviche which one of our main dishes that we offer here delicious as well it's a little bit more refreshing with uh with some lime juice on it as well and then here you have papa la which is a traditional peruvian appetizer boiled sliced potatoes with creamy sauce the same sauce that you have for the tequeños uh, garnished with some uh, boiled egg and uh, Peruvian olives.
0: What's the secret to the perfect mancayina sauce? Uh,
1: it's the texture, I think. Um, it depends on how you blend your your mixture. Um, you know, you could I could give you the recipe and I'm sure you could try it out at home.
0: We're going to have to bleep this part out. It's a yeah. secret.
1: Oh, but I, I won't give it to you. <laughs> I'm just saying. But <laughs> no, but uh, it's, it's it's all in the mix. It's all in the mix and the blending. Because uh, you could just hit a blend and It's not going to give you that same texture Mm. there's a little couple secrets that you got to do. But the blending I would say.
0: Okay. I think I have the hardest question for you. Uh oh. Once and for all, who invented ceviche?
1: (laughs) Do I have to say it? Peru, of course. Peru, (laughs) of course.
0: Okay, we need to give this a try. I mean, I definitely do.
1: This is the passion fruit one. Um, That's my favorite.
0: So it's passion fruit. Is that so? You got shrimp
1: tempira, tempura. You got uh, cream cheese, avocado, and then the maracuya sauce on top, which is the passion fruit. it's Delicious, delicious.
0: Okay, I'm nervous. I'm going to literally mess this up. It's
1: <laughs> so this one here, if you don't mind, um, I'd have to pour the sauce on top.
0: I'm not gonna do one bite this time <laughs> because that was hard. <laughs>
1: So that one has the same filling, um, oh with the exception God. of the cream cheese. But you have the the fish on top with the cevichado sauce. And then you got papalajuancagina, which again is uh, boiled potatoes. Yellow creamy sauce, removing yellow peppers.
0: I feel, is this like a crime for me to be using no, a fork? No, like no. I'm Salvadorian. And <laughs> if I see someone eating pupusas with a fork and knife, <laughs> I'm like, that's a crime.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Okay. You just got to make sure you... Enjoy it with lots of sauce. Okay. See that sauce right there, for me, one of my favorite sauces, goes on everything. Whether it's rice, beef, chicken, uh, chicken fried rice, right? anything, anything, you eat that with anything. You're hungry late at night, dip your bread in there, you're <laughs> eating that sauce, that sauce <laughs> is amazing.
0: I'm like, wow, get, get you someone who talks about <laughs> you the way Luis talks <laughs> about Juancaina sauce. <laughs> oh my God, this is my favorite. <laughs> This is really
1: good. So we actually have another roll that has one caina sauce on top, but it's, I said, you know what? Let's not do the guancaina just I because see. you got that, and then you got the dip sauce for that.
0: I see what you did there. I have a question about this sauce yeah. that has always made me... Because I don't know how it's made. Is there cheese in it? Yep. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm like, it always gives me, like, this cheesy... Yeah,
1: it has cheese in it.
0: This is so good. I need another bite of this absolutely, one. I'm sorry? Absolutely. Okay, guys. Let's do this. This is
1: the same sauce? Yeah, guancaina sauce, yeah.
0: Genius. Genius. We
1: we serve it with guancaina sauce, um, but we also, Mm. sometimes we give it to the customers with the maracuyá sauce. Gives it that little bit of a sweet and sour taste, right?
0: This is more of like a street food, would you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's an appetizer that you can find in the streets, restaurants as well.
0: What's your favorite Peruvian street food?
1: Ooh, anticuchos, which is, uh, it's, Cow heart. Well, you have variations. So you have cow heart. You can just have beef, um, but it's just casually
0: just casually
1: cow heart. Yeah, no, but it's delicious. It's delicious. And you eat it alone. So they come in skewers, um, sticks, served with some fried fried potato,
0: Mm.
1: hot sauce. Hot sauce has to go on everything. Every Peruvian street, (laughs) you need your hot sauce. If You don't have hot sauce. It's not Peruvian. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but yeah, I love hot sauce. So yeah, it's served with a little bit of hot sauce, guacatay, which is black mint, Peruvian black mint. Uh, It's a green sauce, delicious. Um, Then you also have your rocoto carretillero, which is a Peruvian red pepper. It looks like a regular red pepper. Can you say that again? Rocoto carretillero.
0: Wow. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it Sounds beautiful. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it, it, it looks like a regular red pepper, but if you you can bite into a regular red pepper and you, you'll be fine. But you bite into a rocoto and <laughs> good luck. Really spicy, uh, delicious, actually. Uh, I don't but,
0: think I'd survive in it's, Peru. I <laughs> need no, lots of pepto yeah. <laughs> sometimes.
1: One of those dishes that's served with the rocoto, actually, they cut the top and they remove all the seeds, all the veins, they vein the whole thing, and they stuff it with ground beef or, you know, chopped up beef, oh, like, relleno. cheese, mm. relleno, and they say rocoto relleno. Oh. It's delicious, delicious okay. too. So I when you go to I'm Peru...
0: Add that to my list? For sure. Okay. It's very important that I ask you this. As an owner of two guinea pigs, have you ever eaten cuy?
1: No, I haven't. <gasps> Oh,
0: oh my god, okay, we can keep the interview now. This will this will live to I see have, the light of day. I
1: haven't, I haven't. But it, it, it is a traditional dish in the Andes. Um in Cusco. Mm. Last time I went in twenty nineteen. First time I've ever seen it on a plate. Like any other dish. Um, you know, you have your chicken, your beef, your I've eaten rabbit, but it's never served to you in a way where it's displayed like the actual animal.
0: So kui. you almost wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, but with kui, it's, you see it.
0: Oh! Right? So,
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, to me, it's just a little, I haven't tried. So I want how to it. I does it look? <laughs> it's just, their spread. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's a, it was a little bit too much. I, I, I did try uh, different dishes, never tried that said I was gonna try it on my way to Peru, and then when I saw them, I said, no, it's okay, thank you.
0: All right, Luis, thank you so much for this delicious dining experience. I cannot wait till we wrap so I can eat the rest. (laughs) Um, But while I still have you, I have one more little activity I wanna play with you. I did some research and I noticed that your menu does have a variation of the infamous Canadian poutine. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that in Canada we're just known for. So I have my handy dandy diagram. Three food items of Canadian origin. You're a chef, you you come up with creative dishes all the time. I want you to tell me how you would put your own Peruvian cuisine twist on these items. How would you use them <laughs> in your menu?
1: Maple syrup, that's, uh, you know, I really like that on my pancakes. We don't, unfortunately, offer pancakes here at Wavy, but, you know, it's something that, sweet, caramelized something, like the sweet potato on ceviche, for instance.
0: Okay, yeah. let's go chef. Yeah,
1: that, that's the only thing that I could think of for that, I mean, um, other than desserts, I mean, you uh, know, I incorporated it into a ceviche, caramelize the sweet potato with maple syrup. The Caesar, I find that really hard to mix up. Uh, I mean, it's tomato and whatnot, but a different twist to it, Peruvian twist, would be Leche de Tire, which is the juices that, you know, you make the ceviche with. Consists of lime, cilantro, you know, you got your garlic, salt, pepper, and everything in between. Scrap the tomato. (laughs) Put the Leche de Tigre instead of having your, you know, sometimes you find a skewer there with bacon. I've seen different places, pickle and stuff like that. Yeah. Take that out of the picture. (laughs) Throw some fish, throw some uh, calamari, fried calamari, and some shrimp. You got your pisco in there, so you got your alcohol in there.
0: Don't forget the pisco. (laughs) You can't forget the pisco.
1: Now the ketchup chips, I have no idea. You caught me completely off guard there.
0: I can give you what my you my thought feel like you can uh, use it as a garnish, crunch them up, throw them on your sushi, call it a day.
1: Oh, that would be a, that easy would be easy peasy. That's it, yeah, because I mean, we do crush uh, canchita, which is a Peruvian corn. We put it on top of the cevichado.
0: That's what we see here?
1: Yep, right okay. there. Potentially, n- definitely not on the ceviche one, but uh, <laughs> we can spin something up and make one uh, with ketchup.
0: I will promise to order it off your menu <laughs> if you ever do that. Luis, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I enjoyed just hearing so much about your beginnings and just to know how far you've come since that trip to Peru back (laughs) in 2009. It's it's truly incredible and I can't wait to see what's next for you. I'm sure that I will be back here sooner than you think, eating more of this delicious food. Um, But thank you for being here. Thank you, for coming.
1: Thank you for coming.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. And if you want the details for WeBC Beaches, it'll be in the description below. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.